my sister and I got into a fist fight outside of the Wynn nightclub in <laughs> Vegas. Or um, Encore. Is it Encore? It, the way, yeah, Bitch, either way. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. But we got into a fist fight. And I was like, I'm going to meet up with my friends. And she was like, fine. Fuck you. And then she went back to the hotel. I also went back to the hotel and changed. And then I left. The next morning, we woke up. And we were like, you want to go get food? <laughs> we cool now? <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for another episode. Thanks for tuning in, gals. We know you could listen to any other podcast, but you choose to listen to us and we love you for it. This is such a fun episode I think we have planned today. We have two of my personal friends joining us on the show and... And honestly, my life last week kind of perfectly aligns with this episode because we talk about like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and oh, the Real yeah. Housewives of like, Potomac and everything. Yes. And I randomly got invited to, if you watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm sorry, skip ahead like five minutes. But <laughs> I got invited to... Delilah Bell's like single release party and if you don't know who Delilah Bell is she is Elisa Rinna's daughter and she dropped in her like first like debut single and a lot honestly like it kind of slaps like it's not a bad song it's uh nothing lasts forever it's called nothing lasts forever okay yeah and it kind of slaps, but it was the most random, like, thing ever. My work had done an interview with her, and they extended the invite to me, and I took my my friend Hillary with me, and we just felt so out of place, because you can <laughs> tell, like, one, this is a hotel on Sunset, and so, like, first of all, it was really random, because it's, like, in the hotel lobby, and so I'm like, who's a guest at this hotel, and who's and here who's for the party? staying here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is, who's staying here, and who's a guest at this party? <laughs> Second of all, we had to buy our own drinks, and there was no food, so I don't know what kind of party that is. Third of all, Everyone there was young, hot, and an influencer. Like, there was a party photographer who was going around taking photos. And immediately, like, I, like, didn't want my photo being taken. And, like, I, like, hid from the camera. Everyone else, as soon as the camera was pointed at them, they, like, struck a pose. Oh, and Lord. I, it was, you would have rolled your oh, eyes. I would have been rolling my eyes so bad. <laughs> Everybody there would have been, like, that bitch in the corner. Yeah. I don't, I don't know we, her, but... We felt so out of place, but I mean, regardless, it was still like a fun people watching time. And we got to see Lisa Rinna and her husband, Harry Hamlin, uh, who, the two people I don't really know much about. But I was going to say, you, I know absolutely nothing. They mean nothing to me, but they meant the world to my friends. So that's fine. And <laughs> then, yeah, we just sat there and watched and she set up the smoke alarms with her cake. Um, because of all the candles on it. So not the smoke alarm. That was a little um chewy, but it's fine. It's fine. She seems like a lovely gal. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about her because I didn't talk to her. 
nice. That is it's so random. Like it's so random. So random. My first my first Hollywood party. <laughs> so proud of you. I can't believe you had to buy your own drinks. What in the world? That was ridiculous in my opinion. But yeah, whatever. Uh, then we went and got pizza. So we had oh, a grand yeah. old time. Yeah, absolutely. Rounding out the night with pizzas always, always absolutely. a good choice. Absolutely. That's but so I just funny. thought it was so ironic that after we did this interview, I ended up going to this I know. party. You were like, I have an event. And I was like, what are you doing? And you were like, going to see Delilah Bell. And I was like, who? <laughs> oh, yeah. So my funny. mom immediately knew who Lisa Renna was, though. And she was like, oh, my God, I need to know I, everything. I definitely heard that name. So I like I can see how like people would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so-and-so. Yeah. So yeah. very fun. But that... That was my week, and I just thought it was super ironic. Granted, I asked Kay, who was on this episode today, if she knew anything about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she was like, don't you remember? We only talk about the Potomac. (laughs) So. (laughs) That's so funny. We we will get more into all of that. They're going to dissect, like, their love for for The Real Housewives and, like, school me and Hannah on all of it. Uh, We're so excited to talk about it. But I am curious to know what your current captivation is. So, we have all been overtaken on TikTok, uh, Taylor Swift, Eras Tour, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, I randomly decided that I needed to go back to my Lover era. So, I'm listening to Lover on repeat, the whole album, um, mainly because I feel like I never really gave the album the amount of time that it needed when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, And also because my husband told me that I need to write more happy songs. So I'm trying to get some motivation. (laughs) (laughs) I was playing him a new song I wrote. He's not wrong. He was like, he was like, you really like, he's like, you really need some happy songs. And you, I was you, like... You've been in your Billie Eilish era. We need you to get like, into okay. your T-Swift era. I was like, okay, so who can I... Like, I was like, okay, okay. Get, how do I get in the, like, literally lover mode? Like, how do I how do I write a good, like, boppy moment? And I was like... Just don't... Taylor don't Swift write a me. Just don't write a me song. Oh, I'm going to say... I We're going to spell... Please, spelling is not fun. Spelling is fun. <laughs> spelling is not fun. I hate, I hate that song. I'm um, going to be completely honest. There, that, there, there is a Taylor Swift song I hate, and that, that is it. Collectively, the whole um, fandom Collectively, it, so. yeah. So, so Lover would be a beautiful if that song was not on there. I skip it every yes. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so even, even like the slow songs, like it was so funny because I was like, okay, get in Lover, happy, boppy era. And then, like, the Archer came on. I was like, skip. <laughs> it's a number five song. You can't listen to that like, one. Skip. This is, I was like, slow, depressing, skip. <laughs> but I was, like, listening to Cruel Summer on repeat. And um, the, oh, what's the other one that I was listening to on repeat? I will um, say my, Oh, The Man. My, that's a good one. Yes. I will say my favorite one on that album, though, is Death by a Thousand Cuts, which is a, a sad song. But it still but slaps. But it slaps. Yeah. The bridge um, in that one is I was going to say, I was going to say, that bridge is the best bridge she's ever written. And I, Hands and down. my, one of my friends from Ashton from college, my best friend from college, we like would get in the car, we would scream it. And it was like, you know what? 
it, it can be like, I, like that's what I'm looking for. Like, I'm, I just need to be a little bit like more boppy. Um, it mm-hmm. was funny because my producer was, I was posting about Talk About You, which is a song I've had out for a while. And he was like, please tell me we're doing this one. I was like, it's already out, dude. And he was like, oh, my bad. He was like, this song slaps. This is a really good song. <laughs> and I was like, bro. That's been a music you? video. Like, I'm I directed like, it. I'm like, bro, get with it. Like, um, <laughs> it's already been out. Like, what are you talking about? We're going to do it. It's already out. <laughs> So it was just funny. So I was like, okay, so I definitely need to pull in like some some of those vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just mm-hmm. thought it was funny. Blaine literally looked at me in the car. He was like, this is beautiful, but you need some happy songs. And I was like, okay, fair. I fair, agree. Fair. I at, agree. First, I, at first, my thought was like be defensive. And then I was like, you know what? No, he is a good point. Like I need to be like boppy. Why were you wanting to be defensive about it? Because I wanted him to continue to comment on how good my song was and not okay, go, yes, not like, go his to. His job <laughs> is to also like give you constructive criticism as a husband. Like I know. I know. I was just like, not the time and place, bro. Like not the time and place, but it's fine. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> I did. I wasn't defensive. I was very proud of myself. Okay. Um, okay. But, I, but then I was like, crap, I need to listen to lover or something like (laughs) anyways what has been your captivation okay so my captivation has also been an album and it's one that i listen to like anytime the weather's getting warmer and in la it's been (laughs) depressingly like bad like it's been raining it's been cloudy i feel like i live in seattle now and so i'm like anything to kind of like lift my spirits up make me feel a little bit better and it is an album by Allie and AJ. It came out like mid-pandemic, and it is called "A Touch the Beat." Get you up on your feet, get you out and into the sun. Oh my gosh! That is, yes, that title that the <laughs> cracks me up. It's the whole album name, but it's still the best album they ever came up with. I know they came up with a new album recently. I haven't listened to it because I've just been trying to treasure this one. I think it's so great. There's so many songs on it that are really, really beautiful. Paradise is one of my favorite ones. And I've repeatedly said before, because I know I've mentioned this song before on this podcast, but slow dancing is like, I think the song I want to dance to at my wedding. I love it so much, but I also really like Lost Cause, Pretty Places, um, Symptom of Your Touch, and Listen. Those are some of my favorite ones. Also lucky to get them. Honestly, the whole album. Like I said, yeah. but if you want like that beachy California summer, Maggie Rogers meets uh, Haim, like this is the album for you. I think you'll really enjoy it. A lot of people like sleep on Ally and AJ because they just think of Disney Channel. But like, honestly, when they were on Disney Channel, they don't were a, lie to me. Yeah, I loved yeah, them. They slapped. I'm like, chemicals was like, react. I was like, how can I become them? How can I be two people? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if your sister would just get up off her ass and make some music she with you. She can sing. She just won't. You know, it is what it is. There you go. Um, I need to listen to it. I still haven't listened to it. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a bop and a half. And I think it just gets you up on your feet, gets you out and into the sun. Absolutely. <laughs> they, got, they accurately named it. They're like, let's go. And <laughs> it's go. But that has been my captivation. We're going to go ahead and jump into this episode. I am so excited for you gals to meet my friends Kay and Hannah. And ironically, like, one is also a redhead. One is also named Hannah. So it fits perfectly. But this was such a, just like a fun, good time. I feel like we haven't done, like, a comedic episode in a mm-hmm. while. And this is definitely going to be full of laughs for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. If you want more content from us and you want to see the video of this episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. We also have our personal socials at Emily Elise and at Hannah Adams Miller. And we'll have more content on our TikTok page at the Gals Guide. And 
if you're listening on Apple or Spotify and you love this and you want to see more interviews, like subscribe because we're going to be doing them every other week now. And we hope that you gals keep coming back for more content, but we're going to do a couple of ad reads really quickly and then jump into today's episode. Alrighty, gal. So joining us today, we have an amazing duo that I am lucky enough to call friends of my own. One half is a feisty writer and producer. The other is a charming actress, influencer, marketing manager, and podcast producer. Together, they co-host the podcast, She Said Let's. Everyone, please welcome Kay Froat and Hannah Forwell. Hello. Hi. Thanks Hello. for having us. We're so happy yes. to have you. I did an episode on your podcast, like November of last year and it was such a like amazing time <laughs> like it was so much laughs and just great conversation we obsessed over dip like like queso <sighs> and guacamole not like oh, I was like <laughs> yeah all right yeah I didn't even think of that the honestly. things I that's learned like that either Hannah's an old the, school thing my Hannah's in the south so like that's sometimes like the first thing people think of <laughs> Yeah, okay, we, I don't fair. really call it dip. I just call it cheese, like melted cheese dip. But you have to but put the cheese before the like, dip. You know, hummus. Oh yeah, it's I all it's all kinds dips. of dips: buffalo yeah. chicken, spinach, <laughs> you know, an artichoke, crab Ooh, dip, spinach and artichoke, Ooh. Mexican layered dips. Mm, yes, but you see things. how they all have something in front of dip. <laughs> yeah, true, that's true, true. But but what would you call them all together? Dips. I mean, yeah. They'd be dips, right? Yeah. Dips, is, dips is all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dips, dips. <laughs> so for the remainder of this episode, I'm going to refer to my Hannah as Han, and then I'm going to refer to you as Hannah, just so we can try and keep some order <laughs> in this chaotic mess. Sounds good. We got, we got two <laughs> Hannahs, we got two redheads, like it is... We are in for a very good time, I feel like. like this is going to be a blast, and I'm so excited. But before, feel it. before we get into the meat of the episode, we always ask our guests at the top of the episode, like, something that they're currently captivated by, and whether that's a film, a sh- music, um, a product, whatever it may be, we would love to know, what are you currently captivated by? Ooh, would you like to go first? You go. You go. Okay. There are two things that I thought of or actually well technically three but I'm really captivated by right now two of them are shows one is the last of us on HBO yes Pedro Pascal daddy is a state Mm. of mind Mm. we yes love him (laughs) um and then Daisy Jones and the six I've already watched the first three episodes three times oh three times three times it's so good it's so good but I'm right here with you like same because last week it's last week my captivation was Daisy Jones and the Six. And so, yeah, I've rewatched that, like, episode of them singing Honeycomb together on repeat. I get chills just thinking about it. Like, I got goosebumps. You even got bangs, Emily. I got... Didn't you get clipping bangs? I did, and they are not (laughs) good quality. Like, hold on. Okay, but honestly, in the picture that I saw, they looked great. But they definitely do not match at all. Like, they, um, they're okay. Bring them to your hairstylist next time, and she can dye them with your hair. Oh, that's a good point. And then you can really test Are they real hair? Yeah, it is real hair, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Then oh, perfect. Then, yeah. then I yeah, can really test it out. Oh, see, look at you. Just thinking ahead for me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I've had <laughs> many a fake hair pieces that I have had to dye. So I, uh, I, I know. I know the tricks of the trade when it she comes to... She owns a lot of wigs. I own a lot of wigs. I own a lot of extensions. Yeah. Mm. I got all the colors. There's a big bag of hair somewhere. <laughs> in my room <laughs> a large of human hair of real hair of human hair <laughs> kind of creepy actually just like it sitting like it from the adams family just sitting in the corner no yeah. thank you yeah, oh my god not? what if you woke up one night and you thought that that was like your sleep paralysis demon <laughs> it's just like cousin it <laughs> but it's actually a lot of hair i just would know I, I don't really get I don't really get scared at night when I see stuff, honestly. I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. You, what am I gonna do? <laughs> but okay, Kay, what is your captivation though? Oh, did you have a third one? Oh, the third one was just gonna be Bad Bunny. I can't stop listening. I haven't been able to stop listening since September. It won't go away and I won't let it. <laughs> Understandable. I yeah. get it. I get yeah. it. Uh my first one I'm going to say is uh the podcast Las Culturistas, which I have been Mm. obsessed with for I don't know how long. There's like almost 400 episodes. And I think last Mm. year when I got like my Spotify wrapped or whatever the fuck it was, I had listened to like a ridiculous amount of minutes of it. Um, And I'm almost caught. Just to give you an idea, I started listening to it maybe in like September of last year or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, and each of the episodes is almost two hours long. So like they are very long. And I have now I'm like only have 80 episodes left. So I've listened to over 300 episodes in like six months, which means I'm just have it on constantly like Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers are just a part of my life, my everyday life now. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's about culture, which who doesn't love culture? They're comedians. So that is my first one. And my second one, which I will elaborate on a little bit more is something that I have come to late in the game, which is the housewives. Um, and but I have particular housewives. I've been watching the ones that are more new because I think part of the reason why I never watched them was because I was like, okay, th- there's like 13 seasons of like these bitches. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. can't watch all of that. That just seems like too much. But I watched the real housewives of Potomac whole seven seasons. I watched the real housewives of Salt Lake city, a whole three seasons. Wow. And I'm just fascinated by like, why we like to watch shows like this Mm -hmm. and or why we why everybody wants to watch shows of like women either like behaving badly or being emotional or fighting or whatever the fuck that it is and why there aren't more shows with men like this Mm -hmm. and I think it's because we we like like the despair of like watching women go through really hard things and seeing how they crack like for some reason we're obsessed with like you know because if I think about myself when I'm thinking about me in like a fight or something there is like a point that you get to where you just like lose your mind because you can't Mm -hmm. like hold it in any longer because we don't Mm -hmm. often express ourselves as much as maybe other people do um for fear that we will be seen exactly the way that we're watching these women perform on television um so yeah i've been talking to my therapist about it i'm just like i'm i'm very intrigued with like like uh, 
a psychological study of why people like these kind of shows, basically. So that's what's been taking up a lot of my time. If you had to pick, like, one of them, like, as, like, your favorite, like, of all the Housewives, like, like series, not, like, people, because I don't know any of them, uh, what would be, like, your favorite? My favorite is The Real Housewives of Potomac, which, where the fuck is Potomac? I <laughs> That's a great know. question. I mean, I know. Never. I have no idea. Heard of that. It, it's in Maryland, <laughs> apparently, oh. but I've never heard of Potomac in my life till I watch this show. Um, but, yeah, the ladies are just smarter over there so i think like when they do argue it's not as much like physical fighting although there you know there was a couple instances of that but their quips and like how witty they are there's so many like taglines you can remember and there's so many like big personalities where you're actually like oh okay i kind of respect this person as like a businesswoman and a mother and and whatever it is but they can really kill you with their words and i am into that you know (laughs) so i highly recommend potomac Get in there. Potomac. Watch it. All right. Potomac. Watch Potomac. Me and my roommate are like, let's go to Potomac. I we don't even know what the fuck we would go. do there, but Gals Guy trip let's to Potomac. Girls yeah. trip. Yeah. Let's, Ooh, let's go. all go to Potomac. I'm down. Well, I that kind of like actually like all of that saves me from my next question that I was gonna have for you because my hand, she is notorious at being behind on watching tv and film and so i will like always recommend a show and she's like yeah no i'm still on like um the first season of jenny and georgia and i'm like girly pop like we've we've moved on from this we've we've escalated from this so much more uh and i love listen i finished jenny and georgia got stuff to do okay i finished jenny and georgia i'm on episode three of season whatever of you and I'm just, I'm just slow, you know? I got other things, you know? <laughs> She's in music, so she, this isn't part of her job like no, us, no, you know? You where we, right. like, have to stay in the know, otherwise you people right. judge you. Yeah. you I just right. have to I listen would... to songs, like. Yeah, I mean, trust me, you are always giving me song recommendations. Like, that is another thing, too. Like, I am always behind on that. So uh, we do even each other out on that one. But I feel like I have recommended, my question for you guys was going to be, like, what is a film or show that she needs to watch? But I definitely have recommended to you The Last of Us. I've recommended to you Daisy Jones and the Six. So I feel like you now have, like, a good plethora list. And maybe now The Real Housewives, too, to add to your cornucopia of... uh, shows you should watch so you will you will never be short of entertainment is what i'm saying with this this group of ladies no. here <laughs> true i no, will say I like... too that i i just started watching season 10 of vanderpump rules because one of our friends is on it who was just recently on our podcast oh. and of course you know the whole drama around this season is like breaking the internet and all over twitter <laughs> and stuff so i was like okay well, no i probably watch it I don't know. The girls at work have been talking about it, and I'm like, what is Vanderpump? Is this vampires? And they were like, no, honey. <laughs> they were like, vampires. I was, vampires. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so what exactly is it? And my friend Megan was like, I just, I can't even get into it with you right now. Like, you're going to have to well, go do some research. you know how research. I figured out what it even was? 
was that I was like hanging out with a bunch of the people who were in it who just happened to be mutual friends. Yeah. This is like years and years and years ago. Happened to be m- mutual friends with some of my friends. And then I like posted them on one of my Snapchats when I used to have a Snapchat. Don't have one anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, people were like, they were like, oh my God, James. And I was like, like yeah. how do you know who this is? <laughs> and they were like, because they're on a reality show that's been on for like years. And I'm like, oh, I had no fucking idea. Oh my gosh, that's but, you know yeah i guess i'll add that to the list of seven million things i have to watch so <laughs> but we also need to get into the fact that you guys also have a podcast of your own and i would love for you to tell us a little bit about more like how you met and uh how you started the podcast because your guys's origin story i haven't told han this yet <laughs> Because it's very similar to me and Hans. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so that's why I wanted you to reiterate it for her. And I also just think, like, you know, so the gals that don't know who you guys are, like, I think it'd be really great. Yeah, absolutely. You tell how we, how we know each other, how we met, and I'll tell the other question. Okay, so <laughs> to start this off, Kay did not like me at first. And that is because, not because of me as a person, but because of people that I would hang around fairly often. Um, and then <laughs> and then she started to get to know me. We had a conversation. We met through mutual friends. Um, and we had a conversation outside in the courtyard at my old place because you came over for something. I think it was like a Halloween thing or something. I don't quite remember, but we had a conversation and she looked Something that everyone was going to and I wasn't just going there because I was like trying to hang out with her. I was going because I was trying to hang out with everybody Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. It was like a pregame situation and we were outside in my courtyard and she asked me, she was like, I don't, I like, we never talk about what we want to do. So like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your end goal? Mm -hmm. And then we got into the topic of film and TV and she told me that she's a writer and I told her I'm an actor and we were like, oh (laughs) weird we would have never known this had we not talked about it because all of our friends work in the music industry so it's like always oh okay well what show are you going to what tour is happening or like anything and everything with music and we're like cool okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah and awesome no no shade no shade to han that is not next to me but I will say that most of the people that we know in the music industry are not very curious about other people's lives. Right. Uh, See, they are just more be, so curious. Yeah. This seems to be very if occurring. You are in, yeah, if you're in music, then they want to talk to you and they want to know everything about what you're doing because they're trying to see, you know, some opportunity that they might be able to get from you. Um, but if you're not, then like a lot of the people that I had known for years and years had never even really asked me about like what I was working on or what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and that we both had that same experience. So we, Hannah loves podcasts. She is a podcast producer of like three different ones before ours even began. Um, and I notoriously hate podcasts, uh, (laughs) like up until a certain point. Um, I just like, I I have really, Emily knows I have really bad ADHD. I, I don't, a lot of them, they, they drag, there's so much dragging going on. I don't know if it's in the editing or just like in how they've set them up or whatever it is, but I need things to like be fast to keep like me engaged. And so I was like, that is not the format for me. I don't, I don't, 
I'm not into it. But then, you know, she cracked me and we came up with a strategy and me working in marketing for a million years and her in social media and all of these things. We came up with something that, you know, was important to us, which is empowering women in film and TV. Uh, and so a lot of it came from like this, like fear of doing certain things because maybe the world or society has told you that like, you can't succeed at that or has made you feel lesser than. And so what are, who are the people who usually tell you, no bitch, you can do this and just go out and do it. It's usually some sort of woman, whether you're a man or a woman or non-binary, whatever you are. Um, and so we were like, why aren't we like uplifting more of these people who people aren't talking about for some odd reason, you know, um, because there's so many men in film and TV notoriously like 90% is, is, uh, male dominated. It's a male dominated industry. And I think to kind of add on to what Kay was saying, um, I think the whole reason that I cracked her and that we wanted to start it is because we were looking at each other like, okay, well, this is what you've done for me over the course of this amount of time. And this is what I've done for you. Like, how have we pushed each other? And how can our story kind of help push other people to do something that they're afraid of? Mm. Totally. Like and that. here we are. I love that. I mean, yeah, because like with the Gals Guide, we definitely, you know, we are trying to be like this overall like guide of like through life. Like we we mentioned like recently one of our episodes i think it was our last week's episode that we mentioned um we we were coming up with the concept of the gals guide we were thinking of it as like girl scout camp counselors like we are your guides through like this nature trail of life and like helping you like pick up like different patches and badges along the way and like oh we had like a whole merchandise plan and everything for this we were renting a damn camp we were having a getaway weekend (laughs) In the and then we and put like, numbers together. We were like, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I actually but, just brought some Girl Scout cookies over here. So, oh. I, and I was a Girl Scout as well. I was also so, a Girl Scout. Same. Look at that. I was not. <laughs> you were doing softball. <laughs> well, I wanted to be a Boy Scout and they wouldn't let me. So I got salty and then didn't want to do Girl Scouts. Same with baseball. I wanted to play baseball, but they made me play softball. So, you know, it's fine. Mm. Mm. Wow, talking about a lot of things that uh, women are restricted in here, I see. (laughs) Wow, interesting. Very fitting. Seems to be a theme. (laughs) Seems to be a theme here. Oh, my God. You guys, like you said, you talk a lot about females in the film industry that have like empowered you throughout your career and I think the same with us like not just only film but just like women in general that uh we try to have on that are empowering other women through like business and through just speaking out about certain issues and helping in really pivotal moments in people's lives I would love to know who have been some gals that have been guides in your own lives well this one for sure for me um (laughs) she's over the course of the what like four or five years that i've known you now yeah. probably like five yeah maybe even six i, I don't know I, time we flies, actually know we are going on six because i'm about to hit my eighth year in la so yeah over the course of the six years holy shit <laughs> that i've known you um <laughs> she's taught me so much in terms of planning and just kind of appreciating myself more 
And I think just kind of being that solid, like, okay, well, if I don't know this, at least like I know I have someone that I can go to for advice and they're going to tell me the truth rather than like what I would want to hear. And sometimes it is what I want to hear, but some like you really need that hard truth. And then also my mom, Mm. she also really just like paved the way and taught me so much, a lot that I didn't listen to until I turned 18 19 yeah and then once I hit my 20s I was like oh everything that you said would happen (laughs) happened (laughs) the more interesting how that works (laughs) (laughs) like wow (laughs) yeah Yeah. I mean well if I'm going along with the theme here I will say uh Hannah you don't have uh, to like (laughs) I mean you know well I'll, I'll just say what, what makes us such a good pair is that I have the personality of, I mean, just like a tiny bit of backstory is that I grew up in a situation where I was an only child. I, I had a mother who was kind of suffering um, like, you know, some sort of mental disorders and whatnot. So I kind of had to learn early on that to depend on myself and that I was really the only one who was going to like work as hard for me as you know, nobody was going to give me anything. There was no reason that I would be able to ever rest and actually be successful in mm-hmm. anything. But I think on the that's good for someone who, you know, wants to work hard and needs to work hard, especially like in an industry like we're in. But at the same time, it's also bad because I have some sort of like a perfectionist you know, everything has to be perfect. Even mm. with our podcast, everything, I, there's so many things that I had to line up beforehand and I wasn't ready to put it out or even record anything until we had X, Y, Z, one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, um, whereas a lot of people jump into things a lot quicker than maybe I do. Um, but Hannah has been kind of a sounding board for me in that, like, I don't need to always have all the answers and I don't need to be so hard on myself sometimes because I am really like if something goes wrong in something that I did, I basically want to like die, you know, (laughs) so it's, uh, you know, not everything is as deep as maybe I make it. And so you do need someone to kind of like take you out of the depths of hell and like pull you up, you know, to real ground yeah, pull again. You back up for air sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, cause I will work myself to death. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> breathe. <laughs> another person, uh, another person I think was, if I'm going with family was my aunt, uh, who was my dad's younger sister. I never was super close with my dad. Uh, growing up because often I would my parents were never together and so I would be dropped off at my aunt's house as like a fun babysitting moment or something Um, but she was a woman who had like was really successful in sales and you know she you can tell now she has her nice things she has her designer thing she always looked like it was very important for her to look you know, amazing at all times and like have style. And then also she has three kids. So, and from two different dads. And so I'm sure like working through like divorces and whatnot and still being successful in your career and still having some sort of life and, and kids and, you know, taking care of yourself at the same time. I was like, holy shit. Like you hear about that kind of stuff, but you don't really see it that often, especially in Michigan where a lot of people are just housewives and don't work after a certain amount of time. 
Um, but that wasn't an option for her. Um, and I know it's not an option for me. So it was just a good example, uh, that you could do it all and Mm -hmm. still be somewhat sane. Uh, because I, you know, I didn't often have that maybe in my own parents, um, being like an actual good parent to your kids while also doing all of these other things. Yeah. So I know I definitely can relate to that because, uh, both my parents, uh, worked full-time jobs. My mom even had two jobs when I was like growing up. And so I, would go and stay with my Nana, with my mom's mom, for a majority of the time. She would pick me up from school, take me to school. I would spend all day with her during the summertime. So as a fellow only child, I definitely relate to that. I would also agree that, like, my Nana probably is very much a a guide in my life. Uh, But, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with what I was wanting to talk to you about today, which normally, like... This is, like, the most random thing ever, okay? Because, like, if you listen to our podcast, you know that we have people on and that we talk to them about whatever their brand is, whatever, like, their thing is. And me and Kay were over at my apartment one night just enjoying some wine and cheese like every other girl in Los Angeles. (laughs) And we were thinking of, like... Charcuterie boarding it up. (laughs) Yes. And we were just thinking about, like, you know, what to talk about and one thing that we just kept going back to like in our conversations when it came to dating and like where we are in our lives right now was the fact that you and I were both only children and that Hannah you're the youngest and Han you are the oldest and how much like that birth order has like played into our lives and I thought this would be like just so cheeky and like cute and fun because and I think it also like when it comes to like what all we do since we're all creators in different ways like it does have an effect on us like as women and as creators and so I it, I feel like Kay you touched on a little bit about how like being an only child like you know it's definitely like allowed you to be like a little bit more independent I felt the very much the same way where it's like growing up I was exposed to more adults than I was children sometimes like I became friends with my parents friends and so I matured I think a lot faster and just was able to be more creative because I had to entertain myself some way or another because it's not like I had siblings to hang out with all the time but I'm curious to the both Hannah's how or ever yeah honestly though (laughs) I'm curious to the both Hannah's like how do you think your birth order has affected your current like situation in life and where you're at? You want to go a really first, great Hannah? Question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I think you know, with being the youngest, my my brother. A little backstory: my brother's ten years older than me. My sister's eight and a half years older than me. I always tell my parents that I was the accident or mistake child because I think it's hilarious. And they're always like, no, you were the only one that was planned. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that makes a lot Mm -hmm. of fucking sense. Um, Mm -hmm. But (laughs) doesn't really make it. The math isn't mathing there. It isn't. (laughs) But I think (laughs) in terms of growing up and being the youngest, I think my parents had, my mom was going to school full time as she was also working full time. And my dad was also working full time. So kind of like you, Emily, I was with my grandparents a lot, but I was also going back and forth between my mom's parents and my dad's parents on top of my brother and sister being like 
15 and 13 to 14 years old babysitting me, I was chaos <laughs> as a child, which I think follows me into my adult life today because I really love fun chaos. Um, I probably was a little bit of a problem child just to my parents. I was such like I've always been a very nice down to earth person because my parents have drilled that into my brain. It's like treat others the way that you want to be treated. And that will also carry with me until the day I die. Um, I think they were a little bit more lenient with me sometimes because they had already gone through all of like the bullshit with my brother and sister. However, at some points they were harder on me. Because if I did something that my brother and sister did, it's like, fuck, we already went through this twice. Why are we going through it a third Mm -hmm. time? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so it's, it's a weird teeter totter of kind of every sort of, not necessarily emotion, but just everything in life, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think it really made me work hard because I, there were times where I wasn't getting the attention that I wanted from my parents because they were not always there um and because my both of them worked so hard I think that also followed me into my adulthood because I don't have a stop button at all it's just go 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 and if I don't have a plan with something then I feel really unproductive Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of different factors (laughs) into it Mm -hmm. yeah but you don't think my my curiosity with like the the youngest child is that stereotypically you know they're the baby they get treated like you know like the prize if you will because they're the last of the ones that like they get the parents get to see it like this young level or whatever it is and so you know sometimes people are like oh they're like the most spoiled or or like you said they get away with like a lot more things just because the parents are tired or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be but do you think like any of that played a part in like how you operate now as far as like like for instance attention wise if you're in a relationship and you're not getting like as much attention as you think that you deserve from like a partner are you gonna throw a tantrum is that you you know i'm just it's a bad example but like you know what i'm where i'm going um in that case no not necessarily i don't think but i've also done all the work as to (laughs) where i shouldn't be like that anymore i used to be fucking crazy in relationships (laughs) to the point where i was like i am a psychopath and i'm going to burn (laughs) everything to the ground um i've done a lot of work (laughs) since then and I've become a lot more self-aware, but uh, it I get parts of me would say I was spoiled to an extent, but a lot of the time my parents were like, well, we never did this for your brother and sister, so why would we do it for you? Mm-hmm. It was like a comparison almost. So mm-hmm. I felt like I almost had to work harder sometimes to be like, no, 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 I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to do this for me. You need to. Hand, what about oh, you? Man. I feel like being the first sucks. Uh, just because. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the bar is so high and I wanted to meet it in like every single area of my life. I wanted to prove not my worth, but like that I was, I don't know. I just am such, 
I feel like my me being the oldest is like part of why I am the way I am today. Um, so a little backstory for me. I'm the oldest. My sister is about two and a half years younger. And then my younger brother is seven years younger. Um, and my mom was a nurse and my dad uh, works in business and he pretty much was gone like throughout the weeks and then my mom would work weekends and he would like care for us in the, in the weekends. So I never really got to see my parents always together, but they were always a part of our life. Um, I did a lot of babysitting. So I was in, you know, I was in charge of, you know, my younger siblings when I was old enough to do that. Um, and I just feel like I put myself, especially like in middle school and high school, put myself in, all of the situations to where I was constantly involved in something. I was constantly in a club. I was constantly in a choir, chorus situation. I was constantly singing at church. I was um, playing softball at school, playing softball at Little League, trying to do gymnastics. Like I just always was doing something. I was totally always busy trying to seek approval and be the best at every single thing I did. Um, And I think I try really hard to be an overachiever. And, like, I'd like to take on that leadership role, um, but I'm also, like, the most anxious person I've ever been around. So, <laughs> I think there's just a lot of just all of that. Just come hang that, out like, with us. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I, I'm, like, I want to do all these things, but then I, like, lose sleep and worry about it because I want it to be absolutely perfect. Um, I think that's a lot of the reason why it's taken me, how old am I? About to be 29. Uh, I started writing music when I was 15. It's taken me that long to like want to actually actually do the steps to release an album. I am so afraid of failing that it just is really challenging for me to step outside of my comfort zone because I felt like like I was the first to do everything in my family, the first to go to co- like the first sibling to go to college, the first sibling to graduate high school, the first sibling to get a job, the you know all of these things and I felt like I needed to to be a good example for my younger siblings. And so for me to fail would then give them room to feel like they also may fail. And so, I don't know, just a lot of things that I never thought about when I was growing up that now I'm like, huh, probably why I'm the way I am, why I'm the mom friend, why I am a grandma and want to be in bed by nine o'clock. Like, it's just all of the things. (laughs) I am cackling because I have, like, a list of facts for, like, people in, like, certain birth orders. And, Hannah, I don't know if you saw it, like, on our shared notes document. You oh, did no. it by the look on your face. I don't even have that pulled because- up. <laughs> this, is even, this is even better. Because literally it was like you just went, like, tick, 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 like, down the checklist of what a firstborn is. Like, I'm going to spit these facts for you guys real quick. Like, a firstborn often works hard for other people's approval, motivated to succeed and highly responsible, most likely overachievers and leaders, a.k.a. the mom friend, prone to anxiety, can take on a bit of a second parent role to their younger siblings, hesitant to step out of comfort zone and resist change, and lastly, professionistic qualities due to fear of failure. It's almost word for word. (laughs) But like... But, like, that's me in a nutshell. Like, that's what I – when I think about oh all the things God. that are me, that's me. Like, and I and I love that about me because it's pushed me to do things that I that I necessarily wouldn't. Um, 
like I like I'm just like traveling to Nashville like throughout the year and like recording with some guy I like randomly connected with over the internet like it's just been it's been wild because yes that was so anxiety producing but I literally texted Emily and was like I'm just gonna fucking do it and she was like yeah you are and I was like okay I I like I did it and then I was like I think I'm gonna be sick (laughs) I don't think I want to do this but you need an Emily to tell you. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you are. Exactly. To make you feel better that you're going. Yeah, to yeah, that, yeah. You know, Emily as and an my only child. <laughs> those two people. Well, yeah, and, as an only child, like you know, I, I, I'm not like I guess is risk averse like the correct word. I'm not like risk averse. Like I am very prone to taking risks. I am. Like, it literally packed up my whole life and said, I'm moving across the country, bye. Um, so, like, I am not afraid of those little things. And I think, you know, being an only child, like, you know, you just grow up, I think, a lot quicker than sometimes than some people. I think a lot of, like, firstborns and only children have some similar qualities because sometimes, depending on your parents, like, you could have the same pressure that the firstborn has, like, the, that the only child also has. But... I mean, an only child facts were independent and tend to be more mature early, sometimes can be perfectionists, often creative in order to entertain themselves, not as competitive as others because they don't have siblings to compete with, prone to being stubborn and inflexible as they aren't used to sharing and not having control. I relate to all mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also with the the risk aversion of it all, is that, like, how would you even do anything if you didn't take a risk? Because you don't have anyone to, like, mm-hmm. bounce anything off of. Like, everything mm-hmm. is so unknown as far as, like, when you're growing up just by yourself that, like, if you didn't take any risks, you literally wouldn't live life, you, you know? Like, yeah. you, you have to. Um, I think yeah. one of the big things as far as, like, stubbornness goes uh, or like, you know, losing control of things is like a huge thing for me personally. I, I do not like to do that. And I think it affects my work a lot of the time because I think a lot of the time I can do things better than anyone else can do them or, or maybe Mm. not even that, but it's just like, nobody's going to care maybe as Mm. much Mm -hmm. as I do if, if it's like my own thing. You Why know? do you think I produced, um, directed, wrote, and acted in my own film? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Well, that's yeah. part of the reason why sometimes I haven't even made anything of my own because I'm so scared of, like, having to depend on, like, ten other people who who you need. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can't fucking do everything. Yeah. But I, I almost wish that I could. But you, know? you got to take the risk to find out. But you also grew up having to depend on yourself. So you, you're just used to that. Whereas me, like I had my, like, like even, even with something as simple as like going out and making friends, like as an only child, like that was your only option. When I had my sister, she was my friend. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, um, you just not as. (laughs) Even when she didn't want to be. Yeah, they're built in friends. She was like, screw this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, even something as as simple as that, like, I feel like Emily, like, knowing you for what, how, how long have we known each other? Like, 11 years, 12 years at this point? Something like like that. You are so much a go-getter in social, you're such a go-getter in social situations. Like, I can carry a conversation, but I'm not the one to, like, go talk to somebody randomly in a corner. Like, I'm waiting for 
someone to come up to me because you know i'm don't need to make friends <laughs> so yeah i was gonna say i recently wrote in an essay something about like the word no and I don't think it's like a word that's ever really been in my vocabulary because I don't deal very well with authority or rules or or whatever it is because I've just always felt like whatever I feel that I can do, if I can't think of logically why I shouldn't do something, then I don't want to listen to whatever rule or law even that it is that tells me that I cannot do it, uh, which Emily knows I've been arrested several times in my life. Uh, so maybe I should have listened to said laws, uh, but I just, I, I don't trust like institutions or like you know like things that tell me that I can't do something because if I if I don't see why I can't then I don't want to you know listen to them and I think that also comes from just having to like have your own opinion about things all the time like there was nobody telling me oh our family does this or we're like that or you know your your brother went to college so now you have to go to college or mm -hmm. whatever the fuck it was Obviously, I still had pressures on me that I needed to be successful, mostly because on myself, I wanted to get the fuck out of this town and like get away from these people. Um, so I felt that I needed to be successful for that. But it wasn't necessarily like a pressure from my like parents um, besides like, hey, we don't ever want to take care of you after mm -hmm. you turn 18. So mm -hmm. maybe like get a job and like work and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would be as defiant as I am if I would have had to grow up having to get along with people constantly because as Hannah knows, yeah. I don't get along with a ton of people. I, I mean, I, I can try to, and I can fake to, but I don't want to. Maybe this is why I get along with everyone <laughs> and you do not. <laughs> Maybe. I just well, that was going to be my next question. No, that because was I, be my next question was like, do you? Is yeah, I read your mind. You change like if you could change like your birth order, like would you? And like, I, there's times where I'm like, oh, like I would like to have like a younger sibling sometimes, but then I'm like, no, I, we would hate each other. Like we would go at it like and rip each other's throats out. And I've seen. Han and her little sister on her freaking bachelorette trip and that was terrifying and I was like I don't want to deal with that thank god I never had to deal with sibling fighting like that uh yeah I know what you're gonna say already I know you know because I tell I tell this story all the time my sister and I got into a fist fight outside of the wind nightclub in Vegas or um encore is it encore it, the way yeah Bitch, either way i don't know i wasn't there i don't know but we got into a fist fight and i was like i'm going to meet up with my friends and she was like fine fuck you and then she went back to the hotel i also went back to the hotel and changed and then i left the next morning we woke up and we were like you want to go get food <laughs> we cool now <laughs> So now that I tell it at every family that holiday. That's literally what happened. I mean, we didn't get into a fist fight, but like we were, we were not happy with each other. We were in separate Ubers and we were on the phone. You were yelling, yelling at each other. outside of the Airbnb and a private residential area where people were sleeping at midnight. And I, and you're like, the door's unlocked. And I'm like, Hannah, now all the fucking neighbors know that our door is not locked to the house. So thank you for advertising that. Can we get in the car and go? Yeah, um, I'm very like weird in confrontations I, <laughs> I feel yeah um 
because I had to deal with two parents who fucking despised each other from like they were never married. They never meant to have me. Uh, it was a mistake. They never ended up, you know, even staying together after like my mom got pregnant with me. Um, so they fucking hated each other and I always had to be the mediator. I mm. also, as we mentioned, I'm a, I'm a Libra. So I can always, unfortunately for some people who are a little more hot headed, see both sides of like a situation, um, oh, yeah. and be able to, you know, relate to, to, well, maybe you should think about this or and people, you know, are like, oh, fuck you. Why aren't you on my side? Take and I'm like, these are just side. things you should think about. It's <laughs> literally my mother. My mother's a Libra and me and my dad are both Leos. So us fighting growing up. Yeah, that was my mom. <laughs> yeah. But I also, you know, I I have this thing where I just I, I fight with my words. I've never been like, I, I'm not a yeller. I don't really talk that loud. Obviously, my voice is very deep. Um, so it, it, it infuriates people. And I actually just went through this recently is that like, for some reason, people like to start stuff with me because it doesn't affect me. So and it is affecting me, by the way, I will say that but I'm not, but I'm not showing you that it's affecting me because I need to be in control of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm staying calm. And I'm pointing out like what's going on with this and it infuriates people. So then they start attacking me, even though I'm literally not doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, calm down. And I'm like, you're screaming and I'm <laughs> just chilling. Like I, <laughs> like, uh, I am going to use that in my next fight. When someone's I'm gonna be like, you're screaming. I'm chilling. Like, let's bring it down a notch. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but but also I'm not chilling. I know. Like I'm <laughs> inside out, of like, you're on the inside. Raving on the inside. Yeah. 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 And it's just kind of like, but you know, and Hannah knows, if I start laughing or smiling too much, that means that like something Something's is about wrong. to occur. She's about to pop the fuck off, and I am right next to her, just smiling, waiting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Because yeah. internally, I'm thinking of all the very witty, great points mm -hmm. I can bring up, the jokes I can make, the ways <laughs> I can diss you, the like, it, that are going to be much more smart than anything you're going to say oh yeah they're gonna hurt oh, yeah. you more than you yelling at me oh yeah you know? so it's very uh it's a strategic way of like getting your your point and honestly and i was gonna say honestly it hurts a little bit more like yeah. when, when you're yeah. when oh you're yeah like yeah. coming at it coming at you and from more of a calm space it's well, like why are you not mad <laughs> like what's going well, on because hannah you <laughs> hannah you get like like you're the one that's like prone to just think your first thoughts. Oh, like, I am argument. 100% <laughs> a fiery Aries when I am in conflict. I am going to exactly say what's on my mind. And then like two seconds later, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that came Meanwhile, out a little bit I rude. get quiet. I get yeah. silent. And Hannah's seen me when that's happened. It's only happened like, a few times in my life where I get dead silent. And she's like, Oh fuck! What happened? The time What's bomb. Going on? No, the ticking. <laughs> the ticking bomb is about to explode. Because well, anytime I was around fighting growing up, like either I was explosive and that didn't end well, and I normally only would get that way with my parents because I had a good relationship with them and I knew like oh, I can say whatever I want and they're still gonna love me, which is not healthy. That's not good. <laughs> but yeah, or it was with other people. I would just get quiet because i would be 
if I said something, it's going to hurt and like it's going to be bad. And so it's probably better if I just shut the fuck up. Um, and I think there's only been like one time, but like I've actually yelled at somebody in a fight. And I think when I did, it was this was like in high school. And I remember it was a guy that I was he was like my best guy friend. He said something to me, and I don't remember. Like, for two seconds, I blacked out. Like, I don't remember anything. I just yelled at him. And, like, my friend had to, like, restrain me and, like, pull me back and everything. She's like, okay, this is this is not good. That's, like, the maddest I think I've ever been at somebody. And so, yeah, like, I I think just get, me getting quiet, though, was a part of me, like, trying to self-soothe also in a way. Because I was an only child, I had to learn how to kind of um, control my emotions on my own and regulate that by myself and whenever I was upset the same thing like whenever I was crying I'd go through a breakup whatever I would also just often retreat inwards and just get quiet instead of reaching out to like somebody else first thing which I feel like if you have siblings maybe that's like the thing that you naturally do is reach out to another person for advice or for um just like help and just to listen Yeah, you like don't really have another option, but to be able to like teach yourself that. And I also I even talked to somebody about this recently, but it's like, I don't know when you've like had a rough childhood or maybe you didn't grow up in the best situation when you were growing up like like me nothing really feels like that serious you know what I mean like like some of the petty arguments and the like things that people maybe in in my eyes which is not I'm not saying this is right but a lot of people seem really sensitive to me for things that I'm like this is not even that big of a deal Mm -hmm. you know but that's because in comparison to all the crazy shit that I've had to deal with it isn't that big of a deal you know so like how would you possibly be getting this upset over like something like this Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to me but I'm not saying that that's good that I have suffered so much that I think that minute things to me are not big things to other people but um yeah I just sometimes don't understand why people are even upset about stuff because it just feels like it takes so much energy to be upset. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like your birth order like ever affected your like personal relationships, like either like friendships or even like romantic relationships? Because I mean, like for me, I've dated people who honestly thought it was weird that I was an only child, and I was like, I literally everybody have thinks it's weird. <laughs> Wait, what? People, hold on. <laughs> people think it's weird that you guys are only children i used to not even tell people that i was one because everyone would be like and then everyone would (laughs) go to my parents and be like aren't you worried aren't you worried that they're gonna be like maladjusted and that they're gonna like even the parents would make you feel through your parents that it was weird that you were only one fuck is that about like Like, something was wrong with you i literally have no control over that i'm sorry that i can't like pressure my parents into having like more sex or whatever like that's not like a thing I'm gonna get involved with but also at the same time like I I I always just joke around and say my parents got it right the first time and they didn't need to do it again um so like that's just you know <laughs> perfect that's uh, <laughs> truly I mean, notoriously I, a lot of only children are raised by single parents because they weren't meant to even be had so their parents were either never together or, you know, 
then it, they just have a single mom. Like when I was doing studies on only children, because I have, you know, I have a memoir called Only Child Syndrome. I have a tattoo called, that has OCS on it. I have a production company. Like this is my brand. Um, and so I've done extensive, extensive psychological research on it. And on, like, I, I want to say over half of only children were raised by a single parent and don't even have both parents. So that wow. whole, like they were spoiled and that they were like doted on and all of that shit is usually not as much true yeah. as people believe it to be. Yeah. I was just going to answer your question in that I find it very hard to have relationships with people. Um, especially romantic relationships. I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it also deals with the fact that I've never seen anybody in a good romantic relationship in my life. Both of my parents talked mad shit about each other to me from a very young age about how awful the other one was or how you can't trust women or how you can't trust men or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and so... I've really never trusted that any sort of relationship that has to deal with sex uh, was anything that I should seek. Uh, my dad was often with like five women at the same time. And I, because I was an asshole, I would like call them by the different names on purpose. I'd be like, oh, hey, Kelly. And they'd be like, who's Kelly? And I'd be like, oh, that must be the other one. Um, that's, just like being an asshole. That's iconic. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> but like on on a more fucked up level, like I saw I saw sex as being something like like my you know, having a dad who didn't really have that much interest in me, I thought, well the only way that he would ever have an interest in a woman is if he can fuck them. And he can't fuck me, so I am nothing. Mm. to him Mm. and so then when I growing up I was thinking like well that's how you get men to like want to be with you that's the only way they're never going to like you just for being who you are Mm. it has to be through some sort of sexual relationship um and you know I mean I also like women so you know I've been veering more on that side uh from from all the (laughs) scars that I have uh from the penises of yesterday uh but I I I I don't I don't even know if I'm ever going to be able to be married I don't know I, I just don't trust people i have really good friends that are like siblings to me mm-hmm. um but it takes a lot for me to consider you a sibling even because i have such high standards on like who i should spend my time with and the reasoning for that emily which i'm sure you relate to is because i'm fine like i'm chill being out by myself like i don't ever feel the need to be like yes. oh my god i'm feeling really lonely i can't tell you the last time i felt lonely maybe when yes. i was like four years old <laughs> like i don't feel lonely i love just entertaining myself but that of course was a survival mechanism yeah. that we had since birth so i i just feel more comfortable when i know that only me is in charge of what i control and nobody can like break anything around me or you know whatever it is yeah like I'm very extroverted I think but there's often times where I will be so busy that I'm like okay I need to have like one night to myself like I need to have my only child time like I need just 
because that's where I like I just like it and I I feel comfortable in it and no one's else unless you are an only child like not a lot of people understand needing that time alone just to kind of like really like just re-energize and like relax and like I'm a great time like I can definitely entertain myself I have no problem doing that whatsoever Han and I are going to New York in a couple weeks and I was like you don't have to come with me like I'll go by myself and she's like I want to come though like I'm so sorry you're not uninviting me to New York I'm coming regardless of whether or not yeah, you Emily's are. like secretly trying to get you not she's to come like, she's, she's like, like I will like, go by myself like, actually uh, no thank you no thank you you can have your me time I'll go do something else so we can be by ourselves for a day i don't care i'm going to new york bye <laughs> i told her i was like i'm gonna stay like two extra days like totally don't feel like you have to and she's like like bitch I'll i'm stay staying <laughs> i'm not flying to new york for three days i'm going for five like but i do wonder i, I i'm not you know this is my podcast but here i am <laughs> no, go right ahead. um <laughs> i i do wonder though for the hannahs oh. like do you get like I, I'm sure you need your lo- alone time as everyone does. Absolutely. But, but do you feel like, um, like for instance, if you lived alone per se, like when I lived alone, it was the best. I was like, this is fucking amazing. amazing. I love living alone. And uh, and I'm not saying my roommate is fine, but like if I have other roommates, my roommate and I have known each other for like 15 years. We're basically like brother and sister. So that is like the exception. Mm-hmm. And even then I get annoyed with him on the daily. I get very irritable when he's like in my space too much or even if he like leaves shit like in a place mm-hmm. that I don't want it to be there, I can like snap. I'm like, ah, I can't believe you left this fucking dish right here you know in my way or whatever the fuck it is so like I'll literally lose my fucking Mm -hmm. mind and so because I want my space to be my space even and I don't I don't ever really feel the need to like have him there so I'm wondering like could you live alone would you like that do you feel like you need someone around you probably more often than not or like what is what's the situation would you like to go Hannah Yeah, I'll go first. I lived alone in um, graduate school. So I had roommates throughout undergrad. And then in grad school, I lived alone for the first year. And then I lived with four other girls. Um, And I very much loved living alone. But I felt that I was always making plans. I was always doing something. Um, I love to be alone, but I also get lonely. Um, Especially now, being an adult, like... I am constantly working. Um, Most of my friends don't live where I live. So I spend a lot of time with my husband. I spend a lot of time with one of my really good coworkers. And like my best friend that does live here because Emily left me, went to L.A. Um, (laughs) Emily. No, no, no shade. Um, Fuck me, I guess. You do you, boo. (laughs) You do you, boo. You do you. I don't have to live in L.A. to do music, so that's uh, that's my thing. But my other best friend just had a baby. So a lot of my friends are at different walks of life. Um, And so while I love my alone time, especially now being married, I don't get it as much because my husband lives with me. We live together uh, like for two years before we got married too. Um, But I will say I did enjoy being in charge of my space. Um, And I do miss sometimes just being able to sit down and watch a show 
that I want to watch <laughs> by myself. <laughs> um, but he sleeps in really late, so my mornings are typically my alone time, which is enough for me. Um, but I, I very much am a people person. Like, I love to be around people, and I love to talk, a.k.a. A podcast um so yeah so yeah I mean I, I could definitely here. live alone I could live alone but I definitely prefer because I grew up with a big family it's it was weird to be alone all of the time like I, I was like always going to a friend's house or always going to the gym or always going to a bar or something like I was always trying to surround myself with people and then I would go home and I'd be like well it's quiet <laughs> <laughs> guess i'll watch a show oh you could leave me alone yeah like i really apartment. wondered how the pandemic yeah. yeah i really wondered how the pandemic like in- affected people who are not like for me yeah. as an only child i was like this is my fucking dream i don't <laughs> this is my ever. jam yeah. I, just, I just get to stay in and do everything that i want to do have no responsibilities to anyone yeah. else and i don't give a shit if i ever see any of these people again <laughs> is how i felt at the time but you know of course yeah. it lasted way longer than i thought it was going oh, to it was too uh, long. true yeah. but but I just wondered, I really felt bad for the people that had grown up in like a big family or something and maybe lived alone at that time. I was like, holy shit, that's probably really depressing for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I going off of what you said, Hannah, I, I definitely agree because there was a point in time where I had also lived alone. And I think because I was so young and I had just moved to L.A., I got a lot more lonely and I didn't have any friends out here at the time. So I was just constantly going and like trying to make friends and meet new people. And I'm also a huge people person. Mm -hmm. So being alone at that point in time, I despised it. I hated living alone. I felt so just kind of inward and I, it just was like an icky feeling that I was like, I don't know about this. And then now I've lived with my roommate Mariah for going on seven years. And sometimes it feels like I live alone. And then other times, like if she does some shit where she doesn't take the trash out because we have separate chores because I made that a thing Mm -hmm. because I was like, I need structure. And I also feel like I have to be in control of my own space. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of we now have a good dynamic that I'm like, hey, you need to do this. And if you don't do it, I'm going to dump some shit on your bed. <laughs> so figure. So it's also kind of like a like sibling a relationship. <laughs> yeah, it it is kind of like a sister relationship um, where we just we know how to get under each other's skin. But we also know how to get shit done properly. Yeah, I think at this point in my life, if I were to live alone, I would be fine. Yeah, because I really very much so speaking of the pandemic that made me enjoy my alone time so much more and it made me be like oh okay there are a million and one things that you really need to slow the fuck down on and just Mm -hmm. breathe and I kind of not necessarily went inward but I became a little bit more self-aware of like okay why do you constantly need to be around people like what what is going on inside your brain how did this happen and how can you feel good with being alone. So at I didn't figure that out until I was like 22, 23, but so <laughs> old. Now we're here. I mean in ancient. <laughs> in ter- whenever you move away, whenever you're 19 and don't know anybody. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh god. I mean th- yeah. It makes that sense coming from a y- the youngest yeah. child. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. I do want to say though 
yeah. I, I do want to say with this like sister fighting thing because it always intrigues me the whole like sisters fighting because obviously me and Emily we never had sisters but I, d- I will say that like what I don't like about it is that you have to like a on an outsider's perspective, like people have to say, oh, they're sisters. So that's why they're fighting so crazily. Right. You know what I mean? But like, for instance, I've had situations with my good girlfriends where I'm just like, bitch, you're being an idiot. Sit down. And like, like my friend has like pushed me down in a chair and the more like bickering back and forth and back and forth. And everyone is so concerned. You know what I mean? They're like, oh my God, are you guys going to hate each other forever? And I'm like, no, this is just our dynamic because we're so close. We're like sisters. But like people, I don't like the, I think maybe this is my insecurity as an only. I can have sisters if I say I have sisters, Mm -hmm. okay? And they can be my sisters. I don't need you to tell me that because we came from the same vagina that we can act a certain way towards each other. I love this bitch, and that's why I'm acting this way. That's why I'm saying, hey, you need to get up and do something with your life. You're being lazy as fuck, and you're not not living up to your full potential, and I'm saying that because I love you, and people not be like, that was too harsh. You shouldn't say that to your friend. But it's, it's not, and I'm kind of glad that, you said that because kind of looking back on my childhood and I think this kind of also goes with being the youngest because I was the youngest my mother has four other sisters and she's the oldest Mm -hmm. and the one that I related to the most was her youngest sister my aunt B and all of those sisters especially on my mom's side of the family even my grandparents friends they were a part of our family, like all of their friends. They would come to our family reunions. Like it was just the friends of the family were family. Mm -hmm. So I think now that I'm older and even growing up, if you really got close with someone who was like one of your really good friends, they were then just a part of the family. And I think that's why I treat all of my friends like they are a part of my family because they are, they're my chosen family. So I'm glad that you kind of said that because there have been points where Mariah and I will fucking yell at each other until our we're red in the face and steam is coming out of our ears. And then five minutes later, we're like, hey, hey. so we're good, time. right? Cool, 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 no, cool, yeah. cool. Hannah and, and I are very much that way, too. Like, I would consider her, like, the probably the closest thing that I have to a sister to the point where, like, my parents have said, it's okay if Emily doesn't have children. We'll just babysit Han's children. Like, and, like, <laughs> they'll be, like, our, like, pretend grandchildren. <laughs> so that child's going to be very loved. Perfect. <laughs> well, great. That's that's news to me. I'm going to call him up when, no I need a, when I need a babysitter. I'm like, this no is pressure. <laughs> but, like... To that extent, I think it also, when those friendships end, it's also just as painful, like, if anything, because I had a friend who I met when I was three years old, and we grew up together, and we were friends until about 23, and then she um, turned into a greedy, hungry bitch and kicked me out of her wedding uh, a month before the wedding. Um, I was the maid of honor. We're not going to get into it. We have a whole episode around it. But <laughs> yep, we do. We sure do. The look on Hannah's face is iconic. But I am Yeah, she to the turned core. into um, quite a bitch. And uh, yeah, she basically was like, uh, I no longer want you in the wedding. Like, we're no longer friends and all this. And 
my reaction to it at first, I, I didn't cry that much because I kind of was so mad at her that I was like, fine. And I remember my mom texting Han and being like, you may need to be there for Emily for like a couple days because like, I don't know how well she's going to go through with this because she was like a sister to me. Like we literally like grew up together. And then, uh, I would have, like, nightmares of her, like, months later, like, of us fighting and, like, all this, like, just drama that I never think, I, I did not think that was going to happen, but it, it was, like, the equivalent of, like, if I had a sister and we had a falling out and never spoke to each other again. Like, that's the closest thing I could see to it. And my dad actually recognized that because my dad has a younger brother and they don't really speak at all to each other. And so he was very, like... The one time a dad's like, yeah, I'm here for you. <laughs> he was like, I got this one. I know this one. Because my mom's an only child. My mom's like, I don't know what this is like. My dad, he's like, I got this. This is my time to shine. I know what it's like. So, <laughs> like, yeah, it is, I think, just as bad like as if you were to have, like, a sibling falling out. So I think those are, I think your friends can also be your family. And I don't think that is, should be minimized or anything. Well, and yeah, I also, I, agree. I, I don't know if you feel this way Emily but I do sometimes where when that does happen to me I think I think to myself like because a lot of almost every single time that has happened to me that person already has a sibling right Mm -hmm. so it's it's never with another only child and that it has ever happened to me and so I think to myself okay well our relationship didn't you didn't see me as a sister but I saw Mm -hmm. you as a sister Mm -hmm. because you already have Mm -hmm. somebody and I don't have anyone. And you know that, and you know that that's how I view our friendship. So maybe we weren't on the same page the entire time. And I'm just the one, I mean, I even have in one of my scripts, like this thing about like knowing that I'm forever going to be alone. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's nothing for me because, because I, I don't have anything that was built into me. And so it feels even worse knowing that like somebody else. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. You I know you have your own sister. So maybe you didn't view Mm -hmm. me as your sister, but I viewed you as my. And I will say one of the more like sadder parts about being the only child I've always said was uh, Christmas morning. I was always jealous of kids who had siblings on Christmas morning because they had like built-in playmates to play with other toys with and i i mean yeah all the presents underneath the tree were mostly mine so like but it's just not the same excitement as if i had siblings to open up the presents with and i was always jealous and then two i really you know outside the fact of the what it actually would be i dread the day my parents die because if i'm not married and i don't have kids i'm doing that shit by myself and that is absolutely terrifying yeah. Yep. There's no one else to like pick up any of the slack. I mean, that's that's how I felt even growing up, like having to deal with all of these hard issues between both of my parents, like my dad being an alcoholic or my mom, you know, having like mental issues or whatever it was, is that like I didn't have anyone I could really even talk to it about it that would even relate to me. What am I supposed to be like six years old in elementary school talking about like crazy shit that honestly should have gotten me taken away by CPS? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share that fair, in fair, second fair. grade, you know? And so 
So then it's like, how does a kid even deal with any of these issues, especially alone, not having just internalized it, I guess, and bury it deep down and now work on it in EDMR, which I am doing. Um, Is it EDMR? EMDR? EMDR, I think. EMDR? Therapy? It's EDM. We're listening to EDM dance music. (laughs) We're listening to Diplo. It's fine. (laughs) We're just, you know, we just rage. Yeah, yes, that's exactly who I was gonna say. Diplo all. Yep, Zed. You know, that's that's what we do in therapy. Um, no, but yeah, it's just like you just. I mean, through the hard moments, you wish you had somebody that could be there with you to like lighten a little bit of like yeah. the load. Yeah, that is absolutely. Put on you. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a very like so much deeper than i thought we would get like with this like episode and i think that it's like i was gonna say now that we've gotten dark as fuck (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna bring it back to the dark outside of the whole birth order aspect of everything that we've talked about um because I, i do think all of it plays into many aspects of our like friendships relationships career i mean there's no scientific proof to back it but i mean with the list i read off and hannah's own personal list of how it feels to be an only child an older child i feel like we probably have scientific proof right here then and there but um i am there's all you know there's scientific proof somewhere (laughs) deep deep i am curious all the research articles (laughs) i am curious if k and i we don't normally do two separate survival tips but I would like to do break up the survival tips for this week's episode. So, Kay, I would love if you could give, like, a strong piece of advice, a survival tip for only children. And if, Hannah, you have one for, like, your younger siblings or just kids with siblings in general. Like, do you have a survival tip for conquering life? I think mine would probably be learn more about your own independence and how that can kind of catapult you forward. Don't be so dependent on other people and learn to love yourself because that's going to get you farther than anything else. You know, what's funny about that is mine is almost exactly the opposite of that, (laughs) (laughs) which is probably why we work so well together because mine is that you cannot do everything. Okay. You cannot you like if you want to succeed in life there's no way that you as one human being are going to be able to help yourself to get to wherever the fuck you want to be no matter what you're doing it doesn't even have to be in some industry that's crazy you're always going to need to depend on other people and you know open yourself up it's probably going to hurt you know, because you you might open yourself up to people who will prove that they are not worthy of you doing so. But that's part of life and that's part of growing. And you'll figure out the cues that you need from people to know that they are somebody that you can trust and that you can open up to and ask for help because you're going to kill yourself if you just keep trying to do everything on your own. So I think the key learnings, if we were to combine the two, is... Be independent, but also learn to trust others because they can also help you in the long run. All great takeaways. I like it. All excellent takeaways. 
Well, this has been such a delight. Before we let you go, we want to give you gals the mic. Tell people where they can find you, what you're up to. The mic is all yours. Beautiful. Well, you can find us. Well, first of all, actually, thank you for having us because this has been so much fun. I've had a great time. She's had a great time. (laughs) Two, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at OCS Productions. Um, If you want to see our individual work, we also have individual social media accounts. Mine is my name, Hannah Horwat, and hers is Kay Broach, which is also my name. (laughs) Shocking. Um. Yeah, which will be spelled and yes, I'm sure linked. It will be. It'll be the somewhere show notes. in here. Yes. But yeah, and uh, of course, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. She said, "Let's." is our podcast name um even if you don't work in film and tv we still have a lot of fun games and shit that you can listen along to even if you just watch stuff on tv you will enjoy it you know so yeah that's and you can listen to my episode which will also be linked in the show notes as well Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, it you is can called... listen to Emily talking all about this bitch loves, <laughs> loves a good dip. dip. <laughs> oh this my god, bitch loves dip. a good dip. <laughs> Not us yep. ending and, and beginning with the dips. <laughs> Bookends. Yep. Bookends. You can hear her talking about how she, how, how she is like Martin Martin. Uh, Sheen? Martin. What? What? What is his name? Martin Short. Short Sheen. She- okay, Emily and I both had the same face. I looked over and she was making the same. Martin Short. In, in Only Murders in the Building. How did you get Martin Sheen? I don't know. I they, thought okay, you were going to say. S-H. Okay, don't, don't ask. Don't ask about I, how I got it. They have the same first name. I thought you were going to say Martin Shrelly. I was like, the dude who's like in charge of the EpiPen prescriptions? <laughs> oh my God. How do you even Wait, know that? I Nobody know that. That's such a that. specific fact. <laughs> Are you such, allergic no, to a lot a of demon shit? demon because he raised the EpiPen prices to six hundred dollars. <laughs> no, I know knows this. this. That was <laughs> that was such like Deep a cut. niche subject, and you just nailed it. Wow. Okay, well, I do have an EpiPen, so maybe I should be knowing about this. I am. Yeah, you should alert. know more about the creator of the EpiPen. He's I'm not the creator. He knows scientific the facts. I believe. So, okay, he's the, well, di- then, he's the dictator yes. of the EpiPen, <laughs> is what he is. Yeah, yeah, he's the Hitler. Of I the was going to say the Hitler of the EpiPen. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, that's it for this episode. I don't know how else to end it. (laughs) (laughs) And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.